0: you guys. Thank you. Thanks, Megan. Yeah, so um, I kind of wanted to give you guys a little update on my life because I was gone for like a month, I feel like. Um, So... About a month and a half ago, I gave a very riveting sermon that you all remember, right? Yeah, and it was about the treasure and we talked about, hey Mark, uh, we talked about how there's a treasure in a field and there was a pearl, we all remember this correct, and and we should give up everything we have to follow God, to get this kingdom of heaven thing, right? And um During the benediction, right, that was fun, Uh, uh, at the end, you know, at the end of the sermon, at the end of the service, Scott usually comes up, raises his hand, says a few words, and then we get to go, right? Uh, So uh, during that time, I said that there's plenty of passages of scriptures and there's plenty of sermons where God saves us. God miraculously heals us. God makes it better, right forcefully takes things away from us uh, i didn 't see that in that passage of scripture, so I did the very fun thing of saying, "I pray that like everything just gets more you know don 't quote me on exact words because i don 't remember it either i 'm sure you do i don 't but uh you know uh, that that our our pain gets bigger, our bills get greater." Our health declines, and I was meaning that for you guys, not me. Uh, so, uh, eight days later, uh, I get a pretty—I was on vacation, right? Because summer's over, I get to relax. Um, I start getting an effect, infection, right? And uh, nothing serious, right? And I, you know, I'm a big dude; I can handle it. Uh, and it starts getting worse and worse. And I go to work the following week, right? I'm looking, I'm like kind of like limping a little weird and stuff, but um, yeah, I was fine. And then on, it was like month and a half ago still, it was like on a Wednesday or Monday or something like that. I'm like, I couldn't sleep, you know, I got to that point and I was like, well, I should go see a doctor. They're going to tell me how my life is wrong and all that stuff. And so I go see a doctor and uh, nothing serious. They just, you know, just kind of relieve pressure, kind of that kind of stuff. And um, it worked for two weeks, I would say. And then it healed and it didn't heal totally right. So uh, it got worse, uh, almost as bad as the first time, if not the same. Uh, So I go back figuring that they would do the same thing and they're uh you know the the doctor checks it out and and then she's like uh yeah hold on and that's a great thing when your doctor's like yeah oh, hold on so she leaves uh bring, and i'm like sure she's got to go call somebody right uh five other doctors right walk in and they're like yeah um You should go to the ER. We're going to call an ambulance. And I was like, I'm not paying 20 grand to go to Walnut Creek, so I'll drive myself. So I drove there, and uh, they're like, yeah, you need to go to surgery. So uh, this is about a month ago. So I I went in, you know, emergency room. You'd think it would go fast 10 hours later, right? (laughs) Uh, I'm on the table, and uh, they basically, without, like, going too much into gross stuff, uh, it was basically, they cut, like, it was basically six centimeters long, six centimeters deep, and then, like, three or four centimeters wide uh, to just get it all out. Well, I'm like, you know, this is on a... Thursday night, I think it was, maybe a Friday, Thursday night, and I was like, oh, I'm going to go to church, and then I woke up, and I was like, I'm not going to church, (laughs) you know, so, um, uh, well, all this to say, you know, why do I share the gross story about my life, right, all this to say, um, be careful what you pray for, maybe, I don't know, like, uh, in reality, um, you know, do I regret The last month of my life, no, that I wish it would never happen, sure. Uh, Was it worth it? Absolutely, right? Um, God didn't relieve any pain. He didn't heal anything miraculously. I'm still healing, right? I still got like two more weeks to go, right? But um, how he made it worth it was um, he gave me people. He gave me these people, right? Um, Therese came at the perfect time. She came a month later, i don 't know, right. Uh, Megan was here at the perfect time. If she wasn't here, i don't know right Bryce, Jan, um, the rest of the student ministry staff did my job, and children's ministry did my job for a while, right and uh I pray being the one of the people, one of the people <laughs> who spent. Uh, a short stint at the uh, emergency room over the past month. Uh, I pray that all of us kind of uh, have those people in our lives that will cover for you, that love for you, that care for you, even though you don't deserve it. So, uh, hey, that was a sermon. That was—I didn't know that was going to be a thing. So, <laughs> two for one today. So we are—we uh, are continuing um, our little uh, look through Matthew today. Uh, If you have your Bibles, it's going to be Matthew 16. Uh, We're just uh, continuing. If you don't want to read from the Bible, it's fine. We got it on the screen. Oh, by the way, I should have said this before. Uh, Me and technology don't get along. Ever not once I try to use it, it doesn't it doesn't work. So if anything happens today, blame me, right? Because it's my fault. I don't touch anything, but it breaks, right? Uh, so uh, Matthew 16, uh, 13 through 20. Remember the context if you guys remember. Uh, Scott was talking about Jesus is just talking to people, and he's warning them about the Pharisees, right? Because Pharisees don't get Jesus, and he's saying, listen, you shouldn't listen. listen. Listen to them, not because of what they're saying per se, it's how they're living their lives, right? Pharisees don't buy into this Jesus thing, and it may play into this week's sermon, right? I don't know. Uh, We'll see. So verse 13. Now, when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say that the Son of Man is? Uh, if you look at your notes, the front, the front of the notes, uh, there's basically, whenever you read this, whenever you read this passage, whenever you hear a sermon in specifically about this passage, uh, your pastor is going to have two titles. I'm just giving it to you right now. It's going to be who do they say I am or the one that uh, I put, who do you say that I am, right? So if that's a little indicator on the two big points of this passage, uh, maybe that will give you a little hint. Um, Who do people say that the Son of Man is? is a very loaded statement. I myself have given a sermon just on that phrase right there. Uh, Son of man is interesting. Uh, Whenever you read, son of is in our culture, right? Uh, It's sort of an identifier, right? I am, you know, Brent is the son of Bruce, right? That's an identifier. We don't use it that much, right? But uh, they, they explicitly do in the Bible. Whenever you see uh, son of man, that is a identifier, right? We're actually going to see it a little bit later. But Jesus is saying, I am a son of man, right? And this is not a gender thing. This is not a sex thing. It is specifically mankind. Uh, so he's saying, who is, everyone who is saying Jesus is, being a human, uh, man is an interesting word, Not only because it's mankind, but it actually is the same word for Adam. Uh, Ring bells, yeah, Adam. uh, Old Testament, right? First person. So he's saying, who? The descendant of Adam. Who do people say that he is? Right? Um, That question is very easy back then. Right? Uh, People can understand that Jesus was a man back then. Why? Why? interactive portion. He was there, right? He was walking around, he was talking, he was healing people, he was eating, he was breaking bread, right? It's very simple, very easy for people to understand that, right? Uh, Today, I would argue that it's just as easy, but people get it confused, right? Because people don't like doing Google searches. Um, uh, But we don't get to see Jesus, Right? He's not physically walking around. He's not talking to people. Right, The second coming hasn't happened yet, so we, we can't go to Jerusalem. We can't go somewhere and just be like, oh, there he is. Right, He's a human. Um, by the way, little little tidbit side extra. Um, if you ever have that debate with someone, uh, did Jesus exist? Uh, don't. It's not worth it. Uh, there is so much evidence outside the Bible. Completely remove the Bible, right? Because we're biased. We use the Bible, right? People don't. Just take out the Bible completely. There is so much evidence that there was a guy named Jesus who, who was born in Galilee and died on the cross outside the Bible that anyone who spends more than 30 seconds on the Internet would find out. Right. So if you're about to have a debate, uh, don't because it's not going to go anywhere. It's not going to be helpful. Right. Uh, So he asked that the question was to his disciples. Remember that. And, And then on verse 14, and they say, so the question was to all the disciples and all the disciples answer. Some say John the Baptist. Others say Elijah and others, Jeremiah or one of the prophets. You might not know all of those guys, but um, do you like them? Are they, are they good guys? They're good guys. Yeah, exactly. Right. John the Baptist, uh, extremely uh, religious, extremely well-versed, extremely uh, connected to God. Right. Elijah, one of the coolest guys, Elijah and Jeremiah, one of the, some of the coolest guys in the Old Testament. Right. And, and um, we like those guys. Why don't we like that statement though? That Jesus is, is, is just Elijah, is just John the Baptist, is just Jeremiah. Why do we not like that? Hello? <laughs> I can't hear a mumble, sir. It's, it's not true, right? Specifically, it's an understatement. Right, it's a, it's a complete understatement. So, it, with complete uh, these these people who said Elijah and Jeremiah, these are people who are trying to give Jesus respect. These aren't people who are saying no, he's not real. No, he didn't. No, he didn't do right. These are people who actually met Jesus and said, wow, this guy is great. He's probably filling in the blank. Right. He's, he, he might even be Elijah. Whoa. And in doing that, they completely miss the point, right? Uh, we have, uh, a very strong, uh, different religion, uh, in, in this area and, and around America, especially, uh, Mormons, you heard of them? Have they come to your door? Uh, they would fall into this camp uh, of the uh, Jesus being this this great guy, right? If you've had a com if you've had a conversation with them, uh, like I did when I was in college, because college Brent knew everything, right? And-, and college Brent was a great guy; he knew everything. So he wanted to talk to the Mormons, and he said, "Well, uh, you know, Jesus, uh, he- Jesus knew like the scriptures, and and you know what they'll tell you." <laughs> Yeah, he knew all the scriptures. They'll one-up you, right? You'll you'll say, Jesus was a good teacher. They'll be like, no, Jesus was a great teacher. And then you say, Jesus died on the cross. And they'll say, yeah, but not only did he die on the cross, he suffered hours and hours of the worst torture that they, they could possibly give him. And then you say, uh, Jesus resurrected. And then they'll say, well, um, did did you read our little pamphlet over here? They don't like that. And then then you'll say, Jesus is God. And then they're like, well, uh, yeah, according to the pamphlet here. uh, With great uh, focus, with great attempt of respect. They completely miss it, and and that's that's most people. It's a lot of people, right? Uh, the underlining statement of of saying these this is we have to understand that that it goes beyond just accepting that Jesus existed, because like I said, anyone with the internet these days should know that Jesus existed, right? Uh, verse 15. He said to them, so question one, remember, was uh, to all the disciples and they all answered. Question number two, he said to them, so all, to, once again to all the disciples, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter replied, did you see the little change there? uh, He asked everybody, everybody answered. He asked everybody, now one person answers. right? Simon Peter replied, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Uh, That was a little bit different. I don't know if you caught on. The first question, son of man, right? So son of man identifier. So Christ is man, right? He's changing it. He's changing it a little bit. Verse 16, Simon Peter replied, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. So he's, he's not saying, yeah, you're just man. You're, no, no, no. He's saying, no, no, no. You're God, right? You, you are the son of the living God. Verse 17, and Jesus answered, are you ready? I know you, you've been waiting for it. This is the verse. Scott was very jealous when he said I was going to do doing this verse. Because this is kind of the Rock Bible verse. I don't know if you figured that on Verse 17. Well, it's actually the next one. But, and Jesus answered him, blessed are you, Simon bar Jonah. So it's actually just saying Simon, son of Jonah. For flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. But my father who is in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter. And on this rock, uh, Peter and Rock, basically the same word. There's a a lot of difference there, but it's a little play on words there. And on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Uh, Anyone into war movies? I like war movies. Saving Private Ryan. Uh, Even Lord of the Rings, like fictional war movies are great, right? Uh, Gates. During wartime specifically, what do gates do? Keep people out, right? They protect the entrances. They keep people in. So they're like, hey, you probably shouldn't go out there, right? Like, it's not going to be safe. So gates of hell, right? So if there's gates of hell, the battle is going on where? Okay, so gates of hell... Uh, will not prevail against heaven. So if prevailing means they attack, so the battle's going on, what's the point? Is it in heaven or is it in hell? What's the point? It doesn't matter. All you need to know. The point is that hell isn't going to win, right? Hell is not going to win. Uh, the church is going to win over hell, right? Um, oh, oh, this is interesting, right? Uh, verse eighteen. So there's there's a word. Uh, over my uh, eight years of academically studying the Bible, right? You will learn many things. Uh, there's a, one word. That helps you more, I would say, with interpreting the Bible than anything else. Uh, it starts with a C. It's context. Context has um, helped me immensely, if that's a, if that's a word. Uh, you guys are church folks. You've read the Bible, I'm sure. So take off that cap for a second. Remove that cap, pretend like you don't know what the church is, pretend like you don't know what Jesus is, uh, just pretend you you don't know anything about Christianity, right? I'm coming to you and I give you a single verse, right? And that single verse, you you have to interpret all of scripture around that single verse and it's verse 18, and I tell you, you are Peter and on this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Right? If you took that single verse and, and interpret all of Scripture through that verse, you would come out with some conclusions. Uh, one, you wouldn't know who this I guy is because Jesus isn't mentioned, he's speaking, but the I of that is probably important. He's building a church. Right. Which brings us to number two. Church is important. Right. We can assume that hell is bad. And, and, and the last thing is uh, this Peter guy is super important. Right. Whoever this guy is talking is building his church simply on whatever Peter is or said. Peter is immensely important to Christianity. Right. If you take that solitary verse. Um, our brothers and uh, Christian brothers and sisters in Christianity, the Catholics, uh, the most Anglicans, most Methodists have taken that verse and said, Pope, right? This is the start of the church. He is the guy. This is it, right? And and, uh, we actually talked about this verse a while ago. Uh, We were going on through this, like, what is the church? What is Rock Bible Church? And Scott said that it's not so much about Peter, right? Peter is a poor guy, but it's about what he said, right? That Christ is God. And that's what church is all about, Right? That that there's the Trinity, right? That we have salvation through what Christ did on the cross. Um, So I don't want to get into that, but a little bit of reminder. Um, But with context, with a single verse, we can avoid. All of that. Why? Verse 17, and Jesus answered him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. It's not about him, but my Father who is in heaven. Now, if I gave you those two verses, who's the main subject? Who do you want to learn more about? Peter? This random guy who just received something? Or the Father? Right? Um, ca- uh, well, um, you know, most Catholics are going to heaven. Like, most Christians are going to heaven. So, like, when I, when we go to heaven, I would love to know what they did with that verse. Because it's not like you just open the Bible to that verse and read it. They read the book of Matthew. And they said, oh, yeah, uh but Pope, right? Like, so it's, I don't know. So, so, uh, uh, let me, uh, let me encourage you. There's a reason why your church opens up the Bible every week. And, and usually we haven't done it for the book of Matthew, but usually goes chapter by chapter, right? Context is, uh, important. is an understatement. Uh, context is vital, you miss you. You miss it, right? If you go and just think Jesus is a man, you miss it. And if you think that Peter is the guy, you miss it. And context is what it all comes down to, right? Uh, verse nineteen. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Uh, this is, this is not new to us, right? Treasure. Uh, he's been talking about this since the beginning, right? Don't store up treasures on earth, gather treasures in heaven, right? So he's saying, how do you do that? Well, uh, ironically, how you store up treasures in heaven is you do stuff on earth, right? There's no magic ATM that you just throw money at and it goes to heaven, right? It's actually what you do on earth is connected, directly connected to what you get in heaven, right? Something that's not new. We've, we remember this over the past months that we've been going through Matthew. Verse 20, then he strictly charged the disciples to tell no one that he was the Christ, Uh, something that, and Jesus does this uh, several times. I think it's either four or five times. Uh, He does this many times, uh, and um, to be honest, I would make the statement to say that we don't know why. Uh, I've heard many interpretations of why you do this. My favorite is, you know when you, like, you got two kids, right? And you tell one kid, you're like, hey, we're going to get a puppy. It's a secret, right? What are they going to do? They're going to tell everyone, right? It's like, hey, they're going to go to school. I got a puppy today. Well, I don't have a puppy, but I'm going to get one, right? Like, So this is th- that's one interpretation, right, where it's like, hey, don't tell anyone I'm God. And they'll be like, whatever, I'm going to go tell everyone you're God, right? Uh, the other interpretation is, is that uh, jesus it's just not his time yet, right? His, his big reveal on the cross hadn't happened yet so people most people weren't ready uh if i if you sat me down and said pick one i'd say yes i would say i would just be like yeah it's probably all of them right like some people needed to hear that secret secretness about god right like hey don't tell anybody but you know this guy over here right and some people weren't ready to hear it right um may the lord bless the reading of his word amen All right, so uh, like I said, if you uh, hear this passage of Scripture, basically there's going to be two... Hi. Hi. haven't gone to church in a while. I'm usually asleep. You can't blame me. So, uh, usually there's two interpretations. We're kind of combining the both, uh, because of time and whatnot. Uh, so the, basically it's how you interpret God, how everyone interprets God as in who, how you interpret Christ, how everyone interprets Christ, right? So the first one, very easy. You could probably guess these fill-ins today, but some will say that Jesus is man, uh, if you are the note-taking type, uh, I would encourage you write under that. Write and uh, what is the implication? Just write impl- implication. Right. Think about it. What's the implication of Jesus explicitly only being man? Right. If you remember, uh, whew, uh, eight months ago, six months ago, I don't remember uh, when we talked about Jonah right? Jonah was, you know, was God the guy who controlled the storm, the problem, right? The trouble, or was God the guy who controlled the fish, the solution, the saving, right? Because Jonah was going to die in the storm and, and God saved him. Uh, and, and we found both, but, but if God was only the man, right? If God was, if, if Christ was only mankind, uh, Us us humans like to look out for each other, right? Us, us, us humans like uh, humankind, right? We like to save each other. We like to help each other. No one's, uh, very few people are going to Africa, because I'm sure there's somebody, to save the ant cultures, right? They're going to save people. They're feeding people, right? And, and that's that would be the same mentality. That's one implication that if, if Christ is just man, he's all about saving you. And, and this is extremely popular, um, not to pick on any churches, but this is extremely popular in the mega churches of just anywhere because it's 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 attractive right if you're if your god is all about saving you and only about saving you uh it's easy it's easy to take sure i want money (laughs) sure i want health sure i want that stuff and if if christ is only that man uh that's all it is and it sounds pretty good but if christ is man and we know that man can't be perfect. What happens on the cross? One guy died. If Christ is, is only a man in your, own, in your own life, why would you listen to one guy over another? Why, why would you listen to Jesus even, any more than you would a life coach, a spouse, a friend? Or, <laughs> if Jesus is only a man, what's stopping you from, uh, from starting a religion basically designed after that? That Jesus is just the guy. Because your, your world is not misleading. You're guiding. You're trying to honor Jesus for who he actually is. that he's just a prophet. Cuz cuz this Christianity thing's got it wrong. They they think he's just some god and, and they're See the implications of of Christ being a man? It's kind of scary, to be honest. Cuz if 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 Christ is just a man, he dies. That's it. And, and and there was actually sects of, Christ, sects of Christianity uh, it, uh, early on that said Christ uh, was just a man. And when he died, whatever visions, whatever dreams people had of, of seeing him, they were just visions and dreams. And, and the cool thing about the Bible, one of the cool things about the Bible, is even before that happened, the Bible wrote verses that we seem to, To be extremely silly to fight that logic versus like the Downing Thomas story of someone actually physically touching him after the resurrection, right? There is a verse saying that Jesus ate fish, and that, folks, is a sermon, right? Why? You can't eat fish if you're a ghost, (laughs) right? If you're a vision, if you're a dream. Sure, you could vision someone eating fish. You could have a dream about someone eating fish. But that fish, when you wake up, it's still going to be there. Right? Uh, Number two, some will say that Jesus is God. And and, uh, I want to make sure that we're clear that, that Peter got it. Right? A lot of times in the Bible, the disciples didn't get it, but uh, Peter got it in this verse that he was man and God, right? But we're going to look at it and just say that if Jesus was just God, right? if you go back, way back to that Jonah story, God isn't looking out for one human. He's not human. He doesn't care. He's just got this story about himself, and that's it, right? It doesn't include you, but you're in it, right? It it, it doesn't, you have no part in it, but you play a part in it, if that makes sense, right? God is the God of the storm. He's the jerk that he just wants everyone to worship him, period. There's no saving. There's no grace. There's no mercy, right? Um, When we look at God, And if you are the note taking type, you can, you can write once again, implications, What does that mean? If God, if Christ, I'm going to try to separate those two. If Christ was only God, right? Well, Christ has power, right? He can do miracles. He can do all those things right he he can die he can live a perfect life and and he can get resurrected right he controls death and life right the problem is that if he's only god he didn't actually come down not only after the resurrection was he a vision the entire time he was just a vision he was just a dream he was some sort of weird mirage right Uh, There's some problems with that. If there wasn't a physical death and physical resurrection, when you and I physically die, if, if Jesus can't pull it off, Brett can't pull it off, right? Like, when I'm dead, whoo, right? Like, I, I think it's out of my control, folks, right? But when Jesus did it, we have hope. So that no matter what happens to these bodies on on earth, no matter what ailments you go through, no matter what any of that happens, you can look forward to something. And that's the cool thing about Christianity, right? A lot of the religions today um, have to do with now, right? Give now and then your debt will go away, right? And, and do this and right now will get better, right? You, you Pick yourself up and this will happen. You'll get that new promotion. You'll get that new job. You can move into a bigger house and you could do this and do that, right? And those things sound good, <sighs> I'm at that age, I'm 30, I'm over the hill, I'm done, right? I'm at that age where I'm just like, <laughs> you know, you, you, there's gotta be more. There has to be more, right? You get stuck in this day-to-day life, you get stuck in this like, it's just one more bill, you get, a, you get stuck in this cycle of like, hey, it's great, it's payday, and then it goes away, and then you wait for two, weeks, and then, hey, it's great, it's payday, and it's just one big cycle, and, and and then every once in a while something big happens. Uh, your kid, who somehow graduated high school, is going to college now, and, and it's John gun, if you haven't figured that. Out. Uh, so and, and then he goes to college, and that's a big moment. But then you go back to life, and then it's kind of this re- repetitive thing again. There's got to be more. And that's, I think, what most world religions miss. I know uh, some of them have that afterlife kind of thing. But even in, like, reincarnation, there's just this, like, n- there's nothing that happens. There's nothing that it leads to. See, when you, when you have this salvation that we have, that hopefully everyone has, has here, when you get that salvation on this earth, It directly impacts what happens to you for eternity. And eternity, just like understanding God, just like understanding Christ and all these aspects that we've been talking about. Cornerstone, not cornerstone. Cornerstone. Yep. So uh, 30, it's over, folks. So uh, Mega Church uh, in Southern California, uh, they, um, they, they took, he, he brought out the pastor brought out this giant rope, and I think it was like, uh, you know, they're a mega church, so I think it was like 750 feet or something, and they brought it on stage, and, and he laid it, and, um, and it just looks like a normal rope, right? So imagine from this part of the stage, hi, folks at home. <laughs> they love it when i move around stage so uh and and then it goes all the way to here and and he lifted up the very edge of it right and on the very edge there was a little red marker right and that symbolized Humanity, not just your life, not just everything you know, humanity itself. The story of creation to all the way until Jesus comes back, right? All of those years, everything was that little tiny mark, and that represented eternity. It puts it into perspective, right? Um, now, in true Rock Bible fashion, right? Is, is God man or, or is he God? Yes, both. Folks, I love that answer. It gets you out of so many sticky situations. It's great. <laughs> oh, right? Um, our answer, our identity, and our mission comes from God, Right? And we looked at it. It was the big context verse, verse 17. For flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. Um, something I never thought about until college. I understood that God was fully God and fully man. But when you look at the percentages, because I think in our mind, when we say Christ was man, Christ was God, we say 50 50. Uh, we like that. It makes a hundred, it's clean, it's good. The problem with that is he's not either fully God or fully man. He's neither. right? The big point of it, the big, the big outtake of it, is that Christ is a hundred percent man and hundred percent God. Now we don't like that at all. It makes two hundred percent. I can do math. Here's the good part, and, and, and here's kind of why Peter, uh, at the end of the day, doesn't matter, and here, here's why, at the end of the day, we don't need to stress, because the answer is not from flesh and blood. You're not going to be able to sit down and just make yourself understand, It's not like you can open up a math book and just say, I don't understand fractions. And then you read the math book and you say, I can understand fractions, right? Um, A a teacher isn't going to be able to sit you down and say, this is what it's like to understand God. This is what it's like to understand Christ. That can only come from the father. And I hope, um, I hope there, there's some downtimes. there's some downsides to being an academic, and one of the big downsides of being an academic is they, they need to understand. I hope you're not like that in a lot of ways. The big stress reliever in Christianity is that it's out of your control. Sure, you have responsibilities. Sure, we need to come to church. Sure, we need to pray. Sure, you, you absolutely need to use context to understand your Bible. But at the end of the day, God's got it. And any problems that we have with that, because I don't think we like that when we hear that. It's like, oh, I don't like that. It is simply a misunderstanding of who God is. God cares about us, God loves us, and God wants us to understand. And sometimes, sometimes he doesn't, and I hate it. (laughs) Sometimes he wants us to go to the emergency room. Sometimes he wants to deal with stuff. Sometimes he wants to do this, and he's not going to give us the answer. Sometimes. He's going to give us a promotion. And sometimes he's going to to bring us a new house. And sometimes he's going to give you a wife or a husband. Sometimes he will bless your life immensely. And he's not going to tell you why. And it's a reminder that it comes from him and not us. When we fully understand what is going on, When we fully understand heaven, when we fully understand hell, when we fully understand Christ, we have mastered it. And if I've learned one thing on this planet is that I'm a master of nothing, (laughs) right? I'm along for the ride. God's got me on this crazy ride of life, and I'm just around to enjoy it. (laughs) And I'm just around to learn a little bit more about him. Uh I'm going to I'm going to pray for us as the band comes forward. Um and uh the ushers are coming forward with the offering, I think. So dear Lord, I thank you for this day. Uh I thank you that you are the one who's in control because a lot of the times control is just too hard for us. <laughs> we don't we we can't get it. We can't we don't deserve it. God, um and yet you love us. You love us and you care for us. Father, I pray for this offering, God. Pray that if there's any visitors here today, that they feel no obligation to give, but that they simply recognize what we do as a family, God. Pray for all these things in your name. Amen.